Praise the Lord. It's wonderful to be in his house today. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Acts, chapter 2. Acts 2, beginning at verse 29. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus... God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this, which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know this day that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For this promise, the promise is to you and to your children, and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. The message was clear. The answer given to the question posed. A holy preacher preaching on the day of Pentecost, laying out the truth, laying it on the line, proclaiming Jesus, proclaiming who he is, announcing what has taken place, proclaiming what is being accomplished. And he gets to these words, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Jesus crucified. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we seemed him stricken, stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. Reading from the message paraphrase, it was our sins that did that to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him, 
our sins. He took the punishment, and that made us whole. Through his bruises, we get healed. We're all like sheep who've wandered off and gotten lost. We've all done our own thing, gone our own way. And God has piled all our sins, everything we've done wrong, on him, on him. You know, in a sense, we crucified Jesus. The cross because of his love for us, but the cross because of our sin, our rebellion, our disobedience. The cross because of fallen nature, fallen humanity. The cross because of our death sentence. 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. It's the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, the Pentecost preacher was bold. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. And the Bible says that when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. Truth pierced their hearts. The truth cut deep. A holy wound inflicted. The King James Version, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. To pierce, to pain the mind sharply, agitate it vehemently. Especially of the emotion of sorrow, they were smitten in heart. The cut they felt and the severity of it. They knew that something needed to be done. We pick up the text. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? It was the right question to ask. And the preacher replied, repent. And let every one of you be baptized, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The message hasn't changed, and the pattern remains the same today as it was then. It's the fullness of the gospel, it's the package, the set. The bundle, three necessaries for everyone who would follow Jesus. For everyone who would be rescued. For anyone who would receive the gift of salvation. The forgiveness of sins. Rebirth. 
the words of David Wilkerson, whatever happened to repentance? You rarely hear the word mentioned in most churches today. Pastors seldom call for their congregations to mourn and grieve over wounding Christ by their wickedness. Instead, the message we hear from many pulpits today is just believe, accept Christ, and you'll be saved. The text used to justify this message is Acts 16, 30, and 31. In this passage, the Apostle Paul was being held in jail when suddenly the earth shook and all the cell doors opened. The jailer immediately thought all the prisoners had fled, which meant he faced execution. In despair, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. When Paul and Silas stopped him, assuring him no one had escaped. Seeing this, the man fell down before the apostles and cried out, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. As we read this passage, it is important to remember that the jailer was on the verge of suicide. With a sword in hand, he was already at the point of repentance on his knees, broken and trembling before the apostles. So his heart was truly prepared to accept Jesus in genuine faith. In the Gospel of Mark, Christ tells his disciples, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. It is clear from what Jesus says here that salvation is found in simply accepting him and being baptized. However, Jesus prefaces his statement with this word, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He is saying in essence that before people can believe in him, the gospel must first be preached to them. And what is this gospel Jesus refers to? It is the gospel that Jesus himself preached. The gospel of repentance. Think about it. What was the first message Jesus delivered after he emerged from the temptation in the wilderness? Scripture says, from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The New King James Version, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. The Bible is clear that all three are of importance. And the Lord never had it in mind that we would stop at repentance. Repentance is the onset. It's the start, the beginning, the commencement of a holy pilgrimage. I'm sure most of us in this room today know that Jesus Christ himself surrendered to the waters of baptism. 
the Son of God, God in flesh, the man Christ Jesus who knew no sin and had never sinned, the one who didn't need repentance, repenting, and here he is showing us the fitting pattern for all, leading us that we might follow in his footsteps. Now, if Jesus Christ had never been baptized, we would still need to be. And yet, perhaps, if he hadn't been, some would mark it unnecessary. No further than repentance. Jesus left no room for this. Jesus' day at the water is mentioned in all four of the Gospels. Matthew 3 Verses 13 to 17, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Mark 1, 9-11. It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately, coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting, torn open, and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then the voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 3, verses 21 and 22, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son. In you I am well pleased. And the Gospel of John. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. Jesus baptized, and the heavens were opened. There was an anointing and the Father's commendation. There is no doubt that it pleases our Heavenly Father when His children follow in the footsteps of Jesus. 
Have you been baptized? There's no one hindering you. Unless you yourself are. Will you permit it to be so? For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. The Bible is clear concerning the importance of water baptism. It speaks of a watery grave where the old man is put to death, buried, and we rise in new likeness. And what of the public confession of faith? So very important. Galatians chapter 3, verses 27 to 29. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Family. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. The Amplified Bible reads, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, into a spiritual union and communion with Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah, have put on, clothed yourselves with Christ. How important water baptism is. The message, your baptism in Christ, was not just washing you up for a fresh start. It also involved dressing you in an adult faith wardrobe. Christ's life. The fulfillment of God's original promise. Remember the jailer? The jailer mentioned in Acts chapter 16, verses 30 to 34. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Household repentance. Household water baptism. What a family day. Hear the call. Hear the call today to go further. The Christ life, the fulfillment of God's original purpose, permit it to be so. Fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. John 1, verses 32 to 34. 
And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. A man of God sent to baptize. And the one who sent him said these words, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Who baptizes with the Holy Spirit? It's Jesus. The King James Version, He that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Necessaries. Three necessaries. Repent. Be water baptized. And be fire baptized. Full gospel life. Repentance certainly cannot be downplayed. It is of life or death importance. Concerning water baptism, we should never downplay the importance of this ordinance of the Lord. This generation and the generations to come, should the Lord tarry, must know how vitally important this step of faith is. And the same can be said concerning the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You know, Jesus knew and Jesus knows what his church needs. Fire baptism and in doing with power, the dynamite power of the Holy Ghost in order to be what Jesus wants us to be and needs us to be. That the church would be the church he desires. I know well that there are those in the earth that are downplaying the importance of what the Bible says is so very important. We must go on. The words of William Booth. Beloved friends, though I have not been privileged to see you in the flesh, yet I have heard with great thankfulness from time to time of your work of faith and labor of love. And I rejoice greatly in the abundant blessing granted to your labors and bless God for every brand plucked from the everlasting through your instrumentality. I earnestly pray that you may be made a hundredfold more useful in the future than you have been in the past. Success in soul winning, like all other work, both human and divine, depends on certain conditions. 
If you want to succeed, you must be careful to comply with these conditions. I desire to give a few brief practical hints. And first and foremost, I commend one qualification, which seems to involve all others. That is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I would have you settle it in your souls forever. This one great immutable principle in the economy of grace that spiritual work can only be done by those who possess spiritual power. Dunamis, dynamite. No matter what else you may lack or what may be against you, with the Holy Ghost you will succeed. But without the Holy Spirit, no matter what else you may possess, you will utterly fail. Many make mistakes here. Aroused by the inward urgings of the Spirit, they endeavor to comply with the call which comes from the Word and the necessities of their fellow men. But being destitute of this power, they fail. And instead of going to the strong for strength, they give up in despair. Again aroused, again they resolve and venture forth. But having no more power than before, they are as impotent as ever. And fail they must until baptized with power from on high. This, I am convinced, is the one great need of the church. We want no new truths, agencies, means, or appliances. We only want more of the fire of the Holy Ghost. Oh, what zeal, what self-denial, what meekness, what boldness, what holiness, what love would there not be? And with all this, what power for your great work. The whole city would feel it. God's people in every direction would catch the fire and sinners would fall on every side. Difficulties would vanish. Devils be conquered. Infidels believe and the glory of God be displayed. You do desire to see signs and wonders wrought in the name of Jesus to see a great awakening among the careless crowds around you. This baptism, then, is your first great need. If you think with me, will you not wait for it? Offer yourselves to God for the fullness and lay aside every weight. Hold on. Though your feelings are barren, your way dark and your difficulties be multiplied, steadily hang on the Word of God. Expect the baptism every hour. Wait, if he tarry. This kind goes not forth, but by prayer and fasting, and the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. I have more to say to you, but it must wait another opportunity. Yours in the fellowship of the gospel, William Booth. Salvation's army, Repent, be baptized. You shall be baptized. The Holy Ghost. We need the power. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. We need this fire baptism for the powers we are up against, for the fight, for the advancing of the kingdom of God in the earth, for the conquest.
have the worship team return. Acts 1, 4-8. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait. To wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Where's the focus? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons. (laughs) That's a word for today. Which the Father has put in his own authority. But you... You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. His witnesses need need the baptism. Luke 24, 46 to 49, then he said to them, Thus it is written, And thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations. Oh, Canada. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Power not of this world, power divine. The promise, the power, is for you and your children, your family, And to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. You know, the New Testament church was born at Pentecost. If you want to see what Jesus had in mind concerning church, we know what he preached. And what he desires would be preached Let's be nothing less than the church Jesus founded. And to those being baptized today, on the other side of baptism, the Father's commendation, an anointing. And yes, there is a wilderness. And there will be temptations of the enemy. Here too, follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Fast and pray in a wilderness world. Fast from the world after baptism and gain strength to overcome the temptations of the enemy that are sure to come. Jesus overcame the wilderness tempting, and so can you. Led by the Spirit, you will exit the wilderness a survivor. Let's stand in the house of the Lord today.
Just lift us up. Jesus, we go with our here in this place. Here I praise. Jesus, we go with our Jesus, we go with our here in this place.